Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Life of an Ex Fashion Student podcast with me your host Christina Eng. Long time no talk. I know it's been a real while since I put out a solo podcast episode. Um especially my last one being a partner one. I am just this feeling is so foreign to me because I haven't put out um you know an episode of just me talking to my mic and I'm not used to it. I haven't done this in a while. But even though I did post my last episode relatively recently in, I think, like, early April is when I released my episode with Sharon, I still feel like it's been forever since I did a solo episode because it has been. It's been since, like, the beginning of March, I think. And I haven't worked on an episode in so long and just sat with myself in the comfort of my room. So for that, I truly apologize. But here I am back from all of the chaos that I experienced in the months of March and April and I'm gonna update you guys all on what happened during that time and what's been going on with me. Like I said before, a lot has truly happened and I don't, I can't even pretend to like know exactly um, what point I was at the last time I recorded a podcast episode, like where I was in my life and a lot of things changed. But I think the last life update that you guys got from me was me telling you that I was going to go to Paris in March for my mentorship with Dior, which has now at this point, it being May, um, that mentorship program has come to an end that ended in mid-March. And like the end of that mentorship was kind of finished off by the trip to Paris um, with the global conference with Dior and UNESCO. And it was great because I was able to meet everyone from the program that I had been like originally just talking digitally through like virtually and it was my first time in Paris and my boyfriend was there so it was just such a memorable experience and I like tell people this all the time now um when they ask me like how was Paris like how was your trip I really truly been having such vivid dreams about Paris since coming back from there my trip and I don't know I just feel like there will be a point in my life where that's where I'm going to be for an extended period of time and it it could become my home eventually in the future. I really like am hoping for that. Obviously now is like not the time for that because I have a lot of things holding me back in New York. Not not holding me back. That's like not the right thing to say. Holding me here in New York City and obviously the opportunities here for my career right now are, you know, it's the place to be. Um, And the industry in Europe is like a whole other thing that I have to explore. So Yeah, I just want to put that out there and preface that I'm definitely, like, a Paris girl. And, like, you know, me studying French and also, like, leaving Paris, it also sparked my continuation to study the language because I had just been kind of doing it on and off. But um, once I got there and was able to, like, kind of communicate and speak with people, it really sparked my interest further in, like, taking it super seriously So now I'm looking into taking classes at a university on the weekends, possibly, or in the evenings just to, you know, reinvigorate my French learning and just to practice it more for when that time comes when, you know, I move to Paris. But anyway, I want to talk about another big life event that happened in the month of March, which you guys wouldn't know about if you're not following me like on other platforms, but I was unemployed for the whole month of April, basically. And... Again, for those of you who are following my social media, you guys probably already knew that from what I was posting on my stories because I was really romanticizing that time of my life. 
But for any of you who don't know, well, now you do. And why I say it in the past tense is because I am currently at the moment employed. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit, like how that happened. But I know a lot of confusing life updates, you know, I was employed, then I wasn't anymore, and then now I'm employed again. So, like I said, a lot has happened. Um, basically, not to get too much into it, but the short story of how I got to unemployment in the first place, if you don't know, before going to Paris and all that, I was doing freelance design for an intimates brand called Cup, and I started in May of 2022 as a freelancer on a three-month contract, but the more the team needed me and the more that I wanted to stay, we just kept extending and extending the contract, which was totally okay and I loved it. You know, it was a great position. It was a great team. I had such great experiences there. And of course, the pay was like super amazing. So yeah, and I've known since December of 2022 that my contract was going to come to an end at the end of March because that was like the three-month extension, um, the second like three-month extension. And unfortunately, this time around, there was no opportunity to extend it any longer. So that is why my journey with Cup came to an end and that's why I was kind of left like unemployed for that moment because I didn't have anything lined up directly after. Kind of because I didn't foresee that the contract was going to come to an end but yeah. All I'll say is that it was due to like unforeseen circumstances in the economy that you know like the main reason they couldn't extend my contract which was unfortunate because I did want to stay longer and it was also just like a good stable and steady job that I got super used to routinely like you know, going in two to three days a week and having two days remote. Like, I made plans around that and I always got used to it. So, but you know, you know, that stuff happens and that's why for the whole month of April, I was, I was not working and I was basically job hunting. And I just want to be really clear with you guys that I actually wasn't trying too desperately to get a job and I wasn't like that much in a rush to get one after I got basically laid off because, in my lifetime, like, I'm never really not working ever, and I really want to just take my time of unemployment as, like, a good thing and explore other opportunities and just spend more time with, you know, people who I couldn't spend time with before when I was really busy and my friends, my boyfriend, my family, etc. So, I think despite my unemployment only lasting for less than a month, I think I did do a really good job at accomplishing all of those things that I wanted to. Obviously, like, a little bit of more time wouldn't have hurt, but I did really enjoy the small moments throughout the week where I realized like, hey, I don't have to go to work or go into the office so I could do things like get lunch with my friends or go rock climbing during the day and not do it like at 11 p.m. at night. So that all felt really nice and freeing. And I will be candid though, what didn't feel nice is having to be super frugal about how and where I was spending my money and in what way. And in that case, like, I felt like I wasn't able to fully enjoy my time off to the fullest because there was always this fear of, oh, I don't know where or when my next paycheck will be, so I shouldn't go too crazy with my spendings or, like, my time not employed. So I'm kind of, like, proud of myself that I do have that, like, realistic side where, I mean, it kind of, like, ate me alive some, some days because I was like, I don't know if I should do this or I don't even know if I should buy coffee because... I'm unemployed and I can't afford it. Like, I would say that to my friends a lot and every time I would, like, we'd go shopping, I'd be like, oh, I can't afford to buy these things because I'm unemployed. And I obviously had money saved up and I do have money saved up from my jobs. Like, I have been saving. 
But it's just like that fear of not knowing when you're going to get paid next. That was just like eating me alive. And I, I couldn't deal with it. Like I have way too much anxiety already. And it was just like feeding into that. So yeah, regardless, that was kind of the reason why my unemployment was cut like very abruptly and why I couldn't really go on much longer than that. Um, but here we are in May, which is a really exciting month because there's a lot happening in May. One, it's my birthday month. And this is also a super exciting birthday because it's supposedly, this is, this year is supposedly my golden year because I'm turning 23 on the 23rd in 2023. So like all those numbers aligning, I'm like not super superstitious in any way like that much. Like, and I don't really, it's not not believe in astrology, but like people are super into astrology these days. And I'm just like, all I know is that I'm a Gemini and that's it. And so, yeah, but I, I mean, even then, I'm like, all these numbers aligning must mean something. So, um, yeah, hoping this golden year or whatever it's supposed to be. And so far, like, we're already five months in and it's been a great year for me. I went to Mexico in January. I went to Paris, like, two place, two international trips that, for a person who doesn't travel internationally, was a big deal for me. Um, and I was in a coach campaign, which, if you guys didn't know about that, well, now you're finding out about that. Um yeah, and I, I was unemployed for, and it was kind of exciting, and now I'm employed again. So if you don't know, I'm currently working with W Magazine as a fashion assistant, and if that sounds crazy to some of you, which it probably does because it's completely unexpected, it's also crazy to me too to, for me to be saying this. So um, I feel like you guys also have heard me talk about my interests in editorial and in magazines so many times. And I finally had the chance to do it and finally got an offer at a magazine. So, of course, I said yes. And I was actually surprised about getting the job because even though it's super entry level and it's an assistant role, the barrier to entry to magazines and the editorial world is super hard these days because, you know, so many people want these jobs. Like, these jobs are marketed as, like, the most glamorous thing, which I know in reality that they're not but I still want to do it anyway. And, you know, especially with the economy the way it is right now and me having experienced that firsthand getting like technically laid off, you know, magazines are not exactly thriving at this point. So I didn't even know if magazines would be hiring, but sure enough, that is, you know, that's where I'm working right now. I'm working in a magazine, a W magazine, and I love it. Um, and I'll be super candid on here with you guys because you guys know that I am always super candid on here but the pay is absolute shit um you know they don't joke around about magazines not paying and in general you guys know that the fashion industry doesn't pay but yeah magazines just no they know that you want those jobs no matter what and they're not going to pay you any more than they have to so you know it's a personal decision but for me it was really important to have the experience at somewhere as prestigious as w magazine on my resume and since I'm also expenseless and I'm still living at home at this point in my life, I thought it was the perfect time to try something that I've been wanting to try in my own industry. So what better time than the present, basically, was my mindset. So yeah, that's pretty much, I'm, you know, I'm all updated. That's pretty much what's been going on with me and why I've kind of been crazy and all over the place throughout those months. And you would think that since being unemployed for a month that I would, you know, be able to put out more podcast episodes, but I don't know why I just like felt completely like not working at all during that time of unemployment. And I really just wanted to see that through to like 
I want to take fullest advantage of me not having to do any work and just enjoy my time, which I'm so happy that I did. I don't regret it at all. So I hope you guys can forgive me for not posting that long. Um, but now I'm back like better than ever and I feel more rejuvenated and energized to post podcast episodes. So without further ado, I want to get into today's podcast episode, which is about making sacrifices for your career. The reason I came up with this topic to talk about on here is due to two main reasons. One, since starting my new job, I've been doing a lot of thinking. And when I say a lot, I mean like a lot of thinking. You know, I've been thinking before I go to bed, on my commute to and from work, in the shower. Just take my word for it. Like I've just been overthinking things so much lately. Literally the day I started my job at W, which is like, I don't know if that's a sign or anything, but yeah, that's been happening. And uh, and I've also just been overthinking a lot more than usual because the past couple of months, I've kind of just been taking every day, you know, just day by day and like living in the moment. But for some reason, literally the day I started this job, I've just like been completely overthinking everything. Um, So there's that. And I don't know what that means, but I'm going to put that out there and you guys can take that as you will. The second reason that I thought about this topic to talk about today was because recently I've been listening to a lot of Emma Chamberlain's podcast, which has been inspiring me and the reason why I kind of wanted to like come on here and record something is just because like I've been listening to her talk so much and I was like, oh my god, like I want to like talk to um, my audience again. Um, Her podcast is really great, by the way, guys, you should listen to it if you aren't already especially if you're fans of Emma and you like Emma Chamberlain then you're gonna love her podcast because it's literally like her energy just in a podcast form but anyway there was this one episode in particular that I listened to called social life success and sleep and obviously like I don't listen to all her episodes but if there's like a title that intrigues me I'm gonna click into it and obviously you guys know that those three s's really intrigued me and I was interested right away so I clicked into it um And I was just, like, really curious about Emma's standpoint on it because I wanted to hear what she has to say. Like, she's so successful and we're, like, I've been following her since she started on YouTube when she was, like, dropping out of college and stuff to where she is now in her life. And it just, she really inspires me and she, like, gives no fucks in any capacity. So, and she's still, like, everyone loves her. Um, so yeah, I just like wanted, was very curious and intrigued by the title. And obviously I'm not going to like summarize the entire episode for you guys. If you want to listen to it, you definitely should because her standpoints are very interesting. But basically the gist of what she was describing was like the whole, like the whole plot of her podcast episode was her talking about this triangle that exists with three points one point for social life, one point for success, and one point for sleep. And then in the middle of the triangle, it says to choose two. Um, And so long story short of how I came to today's podcast episode topic was because of that triangle. And it made me think a lot. um, And she described what she thought about it. But then it got me thinking about like what my view, like my standpoint is on that whole topic. So I wanted to talk about it on here. And also just like in general, that made me think, because there are three points of that triangle and the middle is telling you to choose two, it's kind of implying that you can't have all three at the same time and that you can only have two of those things at a time, which I found very interesting because I have throughout my life 
find that to be true most of the time when it applied to like my career and stuff. So that's why I kind of resonated with this triangle way of thinking so much because I can remember like very specific points in my life where I had to sacrifice one of those things in order to have the other two. Like there have been times in my life where I've put aside having a social life in order to have more success and more sleep. There have been moments where I've put aside my sleep in order to have more success and a social life. And I never thought I would say this, but there have also been points in my life where I've put aside success in order to have more sleep and more of a blooming social life. So I don't think that my priorities on this triangle have ever been like permanently one way. It's always changed depending on where I am in my life or what I'm prioritizing at the moment. So I definitely think that this topic is worth talking about because if I analyze that triangle right now, I'm at that point where I'm prioritizing success and a social life over sleep, which can be a good and a bad thing. There are definitely pros and cons to me doing this, but I just think that like I'm at that point in my life, my early 20s, where I have the capacity to do to do it all. So I have to give it my all. And that involves like basically not sleeping and always working or always hanging out with people and networking and all that stuff. And that brings me back to the topic of this podcast, which is, you know, the sacrifices that you have to make for your career and to be able to find success. Obviously, you always hear from like everyone that you have to make some sacrifices in order to be successful. Like this concept itself is not a new thing. I'm not making anything that's like super groundbreaking, but the more I thought about it, I kind of realized just how true it was in my case. And the more I started talking to people in my age and in my industry, I also found it to be true across a lot of people as well. So that's a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. You know, the sacrifices that we make and that sometimes are necessary in order to be successful in your career. And obviously, 95% of you who are listening to this podcast are probably in a similar phase as me, where you're looking to build your career in fashion. And, you know, if you're new or you're getting your toes wet, I hope this episode gives you a little bit of insight into what some of the sacrifices that you might have to make down the line in your career in fashion, Um, just speaking from, like, personal experience. So... Let's get into some of my own personal sacrifices that I've had to make over the years in order to find success. One of the biggest sacrifices I've had to make in my life ever since I was like very young, like in high school to now, has to be hands down number one, sleep. Sleep and I have just always had this bad relationship and I've never been known as the type of person who needs sleep to function. But anyway, ever since I was in high school, my sleep has just gone like completely out of the door. Ever since I like was in Bronx Science and I had to pull all-nighters, that just like completely changed my mindset of sleep. I think before that like I did need sleep to function and sleep was important to me. But just after I was in high school, it just like I was done from that day. And, And because sleep for me, like since I didn't necessarily need it to function and like get shit done it it always just felt like a waste of time for me to be sleeping so mine's you know my mindset on sleep was always why would I be sleeping if I can be productive and be doing something else and it doesn't also help that I'm super productive in the late hours of the night so that's when I'm usually working on stuff and staying up but that's the main reason why I never looked at sleep as a positive thing because I always felt like there was something else that I could be doing other than sleeping 
like, for example, working on this podcast, like, it's 10 p.m. right now while I'm recording this episode and some people sleep at this time or, like, even before this time because they need the sleep if they're going to be waking up early. And just take full mind of the fact that I do wake up at, like, 6 or 7 a.m. So, you know, me recording this and then me editing this after, I'm not going to get much sleep. That's, like, the reality of it. I think I would say I get an average of around, like, on a bad day, like, three to four or like four to five hours of sleep a day which I know doesn't sound like a lot but truly I don't need a lot to function on and also during the day like I like to drink like one coffee to help me keep me energized and that usually does the trick for me so I'm usually in good hands if I have that I'm not like super addicted to coffee nor do I need like four cups to keep me awake so in that sense I think like I'm I'm pretty good but going back to what I've had to give up to find success Sleep is definitely one of those biggest constants in my life that I've just like had to constantly put aside and just treat it as like the last thing on my list. And I mean, I've been getting a lot better at it nowadays because if I don't have anything else to do by 10 or 11 p.m., like like not obviously today because I'm recording this, but I if I don't have anything else to do, I try to make myself sleep because I, again, I told you I have to wake up around like 6 or 7 a.m. So the more sleep I can get, the better. But usually, you know, since I prioritize my work and social life, I will have my nine to five job. And then after my job on some days of the week, I want to hang out with my friends and my boyfriend. And then that whole affair can go from like six to 11 o'clock. And then by that time, I have to go home and the like the commute home, like forget it, that takes a while. I have to unready myself and then I have to go to bed. So it's a whole process in that process takes time so by the time I'm in bed it's like 12 or 1 usually um and yeah I mean like that whole process like it sounds very tiring but to me like I'm so used to it and as you guys know like I've talked about it so many times on here I'm not the person to just be at home and not doing anything like even me this week most of the days after work which I've ended early from work I've just been coming home and like I'm at home at like 6 p.m. and I'm like not doing anything that I didn't make any plans and I'm like I feel like I should be doing something like going out or something I don't know it's just like a personal thing I can never just sit still I guess that's like one thing about me um moving on that is that the whole sacrifice of sleep I think a lot of people can relate to sacrificing their sleep when it comes to prioritizing other stuff and you know people are different like my boyfriend he needs a lot of sleep um so like if he is if he's awake for a day and only has like three to four hours of sleep he will you will see it in his face and his demeanor that it's he's like slowly waning but I don't know for me like I could go three hours of sleep and I'll I'll be exactly like if I had 10 hours of sleep um so everyone's different but another big sacrifice that I've had to make it throughout my career which I think is really important for those of you who are actively looking to pursue a career in fashion, is, you guessed it, money and finances. Listen, it's not a secret, and I'm not telling you guys anything you don't already know, that the fashion industry is like this trillion-dollar industry. But jobs in fashion, especially when you're starting out entry-level, they don't pay. And that is something that you have to kind of there's nothing you can do. Like, you have to know it and get into the mindset of it before even considering having a career in fashion. Unless you're, like, super wealthy, then, like, I guess you don't have to worry about that. But 
if you're not and you know you're independent and you're depending on yourself for to be like financially stable when you pursue a career in fashion usually not all the time I don't want to say it's all the time but usually it's a passion move and you know someone's interest and dream of being in the fashion world usually outweighs the importance of money at least that's what it is for like a lot of people that's what it is for me personally um and especially when you're just starting out in fashion money is something that you're definitely going to have to forego because in a role like an intern or an assistant or just any other entry-level position a lot of the time you'll either not get paid at all or you'll get paid very poorly in the fashion world and guess what so many people still choose to be in those roles like myself because fashion is just a very desirable industry to be in. I'm not going to lie to you guys, which, you know, I don't blame those people because that's why I'm in it and that's why I love it so much. And like, no, not like the less pay, but like, that's why I love fashion so much. So of course, I'm going to have to forego having a little bit of pay right now. You know, I, you know, I did it and I know the intern for free situation all too well you know, in fact, I'm even like talking about this as my own personal sacrifice because I made that decision a long time ago to pursue this line of work, knowing the risks that I'd have to take in terms of providing for myself as an adult. And, you know, fortunately, I have a lot of things going for me that make me able to sacrifice money right now to pursue my career. One of those things, I was born here in New York, you know, where the hub of the fashion industry is. So, I have a home here. I still live with my family right now. My mom cooks for me a lot. I'm very grateful and fortunate to have those things. I know that because some people who are not from here and who have to pay for rent and pay for groceries but still want to pursue jobs in fashion, like, it can be very hard to do that. And I always, like, commend those people who do that because it's not easy at all. Like, it's already hard for me and I have all those things helping me right now. Like, I can't imagine doing all that by myself, but... Another reason that I'm still also able to sacrifice money is because I'm still relatively, you know, quote unquote young. I'm putting quotes around that word because I know a lot of people have different views on what young and what old is. But I mean, genuinely, I'm 22 turning 23 in like and still in terms of like career growth, I'm still young. And the fact that I'm young and, you know, just graduated from college last year gives me a little bit of leeway to still work for very little pay because Technically, I'm like working my way up the totem pole, if you will. Um, But also, I'm not at that age yet where I have to pay for my own insurance or I have to think about taking care of a family or providing for my significant other and whatnot. So there's a lot of flexibility and freedom when it comes to just being younger that people who are a little older and in that situation don't have that flexibility and they have more responsibilities. So In that case, I'm able to, you know, not be too scared about having a job that doesn't pay too much. Kind of going on that tangent now, but you guys understand what I'm getting at. Bottom line is money is something that you have to seriously think about, especially if you're not in the position to forego the idea of a livable salary and you're like living in New York where apparently like a salary of 100k is considered comfortable in New York which is like kind of crazy to think about um and you hear all the time like everything in New York is getting more expensive so if you're planning to pursue your fashion career in New York then you have to know that New York is just one of the most expensive places to live compared to everywhere else in the world and the reality of it is that fashion jobs here don't pay that much so 
some sacrifices have to be made and what those sacrifices are are completely up to you but that's just like me giving you my candid thoughts on that another sacrifice that I wanted to talk about throughout my career that I've had to like kind of put aside for a little while is my social life and I I want to like preface that that's kind of like a thing that I used to do in the past now I am definitely making my social life much more of a priority because as I got older and you know also like having my significant other I do understand the importance of factoring in that time with my friends and my family um, so like I said, I started to realize how important those things were to me and just my sanity and keeping me grounded while being in like this crazy stressful industry. And what's funny though is a couple of years ago, none of that would have mattered to me. I didn't care about having a group of friends. I didn't even want a relationship. I just wanted to work, work, work and grind. But now, again, as I'm getting like older and it could be like a post-COVID thing, now I genuinely crave those moments when I'm not working and I get to just do fun things like bowling or rock climbing. Like rock climbing for me has been sort of like a safe space because most of the people who climb there are, climb in my gym at least, are not in fashion. And the friends that I've made there, I can relate to them in different ways that take me out of my work realm that I'm in, basically like a nine to five. So I know I said it's not much of something I'm willing to sacrifice now because I prioritize it, but the reason that I wanted to bring this up in the first place was because throughout my college career, this is something that I was very easily willing to sacrifice at all costs. And I think it's worth explaining to you guys how sacrificing a social life during college kind of, in a way, helped me excel in my career. And I'm not like saying or in any way praising being a workaholic and living in your work. That's not like what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that where I saw the most career growth was and like the most networking opportunities and just overall learning in the fashion industry was when I was in college and it was because I was always hustling and taking on opportunity after opportunity and the only way that I had time to do things like internships, going to events, doing freelance work and doing my full-time school at the same time was if I gave up another part of my life, which for me was my social life. And at the same time, I also don't want to sound too dramatic to you guys and just be like, I was a loner in college and I didn't talk to anyone, I didn't have any friends, and I just worked like 24 hours a day. Like, that's not the case either. But I would say like, I didn't go out as much and hang out with people as much as, you know, people my age did, especially being that I was in college and I was in New York. You know, all of those factors that made not having a social life kind of difficult because there was a part of me that felt like the fear of missing out at times, like FOMO. And, you know, that's just a part of the sacrifices that I had to make in order to see my career really excel during that time. So I don't regret anything that I did, like even though like I truly, I, I always say this to people, but I didn't really experience my college experience because... I barely went out. I didn't do all like the dorm stuff. I didn't do the partying, the NYU parties or whatever. Like I just like did my internships. I did my schooling. I did my projects. I did my homework. Like, I don't know. I was like always hustling. I did my podcast. Like I started my podcast in sophomore year. Like I was just always doing something career related. So yeah, I definitely had did have to put that on the back burner and sacrifice that part of my life. But 
Yeah, the next sacrifice that I want to talk to you guys about is a little less obvious than the first ones I mentioned. Like, the first two or three that I mentioned were like, you know, you guys have probably heard about them. You guys have probably had to sacrifice them to see yourself excel in your career. But this one is like a little less obvious and it has to do with knowing your place at work. This one is not as obvious because not many people consider it being like a sacrifice, but in a way it kind of is. Despite how talented or intelligent or however much experience you have, if you're in fashion and you start out in an intern or entry level or like assistant position, you have to be ready to sacrifice your ego or whatever and just like know where you stand at work. In the industry, I want to say that there's a very obvious hierarchy when it comes to the fashion world and just like just fashion in general um and this is a given and it's something that you'll hear from a lot of people who are in fashion and have worked whole like careers in this world but knowing your place and where you stand in a team is so important in this industry because there's a time and place for everything but sometimes there are jobs and responsibilities that come with your role that you're maybe not too excited about but trust me Everyone in your position and who just starts out in fashion has to do it. And it's like a rite of passage into the fashion world. And I know me saying this and actually doing it are like two different things. But speaking from personal experience, this was a really hard sacrifice for me to make. Because there were always times, you know, when I was an intern or even right now when I'm an assistant, where I... Like, I thought some of the tasks that I had to do were extremely, like, a waste of my time and, like, kind of like a joke of my intelligence or my skill level. And especially now with, like, a college degree, some of the stuff that I have to do, I'm like, do I really have to do it? Like, why am I doing this? Like, I didn't sign up for this. But that's just the way that I've seen things work in the fashion world. And if you don't, if you know differently or know of something that I don't know, please, I'm all ears and I, I would love to hear. But yeah, when I say know your place, I'm saying not to like give up your self-respect or dignity like that's not what I'm saying at all because fashion is no stranger to exploitation and it's very common for interns or assistants to be exploited by like their higher ups but what I'm telling you all when you're making this sacrifice is to just recognize that the role you are recognize the role you are in and recognize that there is a certain level of seniority that is very coveted in fashion and that's not going to change as far as I know So knowing your place, sometimes it's a very easy thing to forget, but it's a very necessary sacrifice for you to be successful in your career in fashion. And that's also how you grow. Like you have to be in those low level positions in order to get more experience and then get into those higher level positions. And I've seen that firsthand, like for me going in from an internships now to like assistant roles and eventually coordinator and associate, whatever, like that's just something that I have to work up to. But I know that it takes multiple years and that's just the reality of it and finally the last sacrifice that I want to talk to you guys about in today's episode is sacrificing career progression you guys might think I sound completely crazy like what are you talking about if you're talking about sacrifices to advance in your career isn't it counterproductive if you're slowing down your career progression and this definitely like it's very hard to describe and I'm so bad at explaining things it makes a lot more sense in practice but When I say sacrificing your career progression, it's about making those decisions in the short term in order to get your foot in the door for the long term. 
So a great example of this could be working with a smaller brand or company in the beginning just to get experience and learn more skills in order to get those higher positions with like bigger companies or your dream companies that you want to work for. When I was starting out in the industry, I had zero experience and zero connections and I couldn't, you know, apply for a job at Dior and expect myself to get it right off like the bat. So I had to really work my reputation and my resume in order to be considered for those roles, which I did when I first started interning for smaller and lesser known brands because those were the jobs that I could get could get in the beginning. In that way, I was able to learn a lot of the skills that were necessary in the industry and that I wanted to be in and also make more connections, get my name out there. And now it's much easier to apply for jobs with all of the experience that I accumulated. So in a way, I would consider it sacrificing your career progression because there were so many times in college where I felt like I was ready to be able to work and apply for like some of my dream brands. But I had to be like realistic with myself and make that sacrifice because I realized that I needed more experience on my resume to be able to be considered for those positions in bigger companies. And now, you know, I'm getting interviews with really big companies just like I wanted, like Dior and W Magazine and so on and so on. So it's all worth sacrificing in the short term in order to be able to have a very successful and long-term career in fashion. Like just a little bit just to give you guys a little bit of insight um, in my beginning years. And I think that's why it's like also, yes, you have to make this sacrifice in the industry, but the earlier you do it, I would say is like the better off for you because I started working in fashion when I was like basically my freshman year of college. Like I was taking on an internship at like this small brand in the city called Alex and Trixie. And then I did um, like I did like an internship that paid me really well too, like in this like interior brand called Casatex where I met people. So yeah, I think it's like really worth making that sacrifice of not doing your dream job and just like halting. I like, I don't even want to say it's sacrificing career progression, but it's like sacrificing your career position maybe. Let's say that. Like sacrificing, like even if you know that you're cut out and you have the skills to do, to work for like Dior, let's say. It's like if you don't have any experience on your resume or you have zero connections, you're not going to get those jobs. It's just the reality of it because there will be people who you're fighting against who have those on their resume. Those people will get those interviews. So it's really worth working for those smaller companies that you can get into who don't require a lot of experience and gaining that experience in the first place. And that is one of the most important things that I have come to notice throughout my personal experience in the industry and just what I saw from my friends who were also in fashion too. So yeah, those are just some of my own personal sacrifices that I've had to make. That's all I have for you guys in today's episode, actually. I feel like I wanted to like say more, but I don't have anything else prepared. Um, I just kind of wanted to close off this episode by telling you all that if you are serious about going into a career in fashion you have to expect to make the sacrifices that I mentioned above. Obviously, maybe not all are going to apply to you. Like maybe you're going to prioritize sleep. So that's not going to be something that's you're going to have to sacrifice. But you're going to have to just expect to, you know, again, make those sacrifices. And in that way, I think you'll find a lot of success. And also, like having that in mind that you're going to have to give those things up I think will better prepare you for when you actually have to so you're not like it's not like completely unexpected or you're unprepared and 
A lot about what makes someone successful in this industry is about your mindset and attitude and how you carry yourself. And trust me when I say this, I've had so many people hire me strictly for my personality, not even my experience. Like I like going into jobs, like I've talked to the people who also got hired in the same position as me, and they've had so much more experience than me. And I truly think that what got me the job was my attitude and the vibe that I gave off in like the interview. Because if you think about it, skills can be transferable and they can be taught. Like you can teach people how to do the hard skills. But mindset and attitude is something that you either have or you don't have. And yeah, companies can't teach you or train you how to have a better outlook on your career or your your day. So if there's one thing that I want you guys to take with you with the conclusion of this episode, it's to just anticipate the struggle and anticipate making those sacrifices. And yeah, just fashion is by no means an easy industry to break into. But as hard, as frustrating as it can be sometimes it's truly worth it and it's definitely worth the struggle at least it has been for me like I know a lot of people like some people quit like after and maybe it's not for them like it's not going to be for everyone but if you are really serious about it then you will you will love it and yeah this can be different for so many people but some of the happiest moments that I've had in fashion definitely make all the work leading up to it and all the struggle so worth it so with that I will end today's episode As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, don't be a stranger. DM me on Instagram because I would love to hear them and I I just love to hear from you guys. And yeah, I love you guys so much and see you on the next episode of the Life of an Ex-Fashion Student podcast.